I overthought it and hurt my own feelings, ruminated and created some tearlings. Them's are tears that represent fears. Them's a shame and toxic self-blame. I internalized it and took it out on you, rebelling and yelling that something's a do. T'was an attack that needs an unpack. T'was an interrogation-like presentation. I blocked off the world and hurt myself, bashed and slashed at my body wealth. That's a knife leading to strife. That's a pile of pills causing ills. I broke down and lost it all. Cried and tried to take the last fall. Thy was insane and overflowing with pain. Thy was at rock bottom, feeling forgotten. I survived and came back to you wearily, apologising and explaining myself tearily. The same story, just more glory. The trauma trick I always stick. I recovered and returned to my normal, flirting and fucking and acting all formal. Thou said it's okay, it was just a bad day. Thou let me back in despite all my sin. I overthought it and hurt my own feelings. That's a poem that I've just put out, um, and I'll put a link so you can read through that yourself if you like. But basically with this poem, I wanted to highlight a few things. When we have a history of past trauma or you know triggers or a lot of emotionality, and you know the 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 diagnoses of the mental illness could be you know, across the board from depression or BPD to complex trauma or whatever. It's very very easy to get into your own head. I wanted to sort of project the the course of events that I've noticed myself going through. Um, basically, seeing that. I'll overthink things and get all in my head and then I take it out on the people close to me. Not not because they deserve it, not because they did anything. Like I'll find myself feeling anger or upsetness because people close to me don't understand what I'm going through because they can't comprehend that their words are causing the stuff to trigger in my mind and all of that sort of stuff. And I want to highlight with this poem the descent into from something small potentially leading to literal um, self-harm or suicide. But I also wanted to highlight the perceived or inherent selfishness that someone in that triggered position can act like or can actually be doing. Because when I, when I read through the poem, when I was writing the poem, I wanted to sort of project that the person that's sort of saying this, it's all about them, it's all about them, and there's some token acknowledgement of the other person. But it's all sort of, it's very self-centered. And and the reason I wanted to sort of write it like that was because when there's, when you're on the receiving end of someone sort of overthinking things or, or taking your words the wrong way or, you know, not giving you the benefit of the doubt or all of that sort of stuff, it can feel very much like an attack. And it can feel very painful, and it can feel very selfish on, on their end. Now, I'm sort of looking at this from both perspectives. I know that when I'm in that triggered state, when I'm in that emotional state, it's hard for me to step outside of it. It's hard for me to see how my actions would be causing pain in the other person. But when I'm on the receiving end, it seems to come out of the blue. It seems to sort of blindside me. And then I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? This person's acting this way. They're seeming attacked. They're attacking me. 
I, yeah, there was no intention to cause harm. It just comes out of the blue. And then the person's in this downward spiral that is very hard for them to recover. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of seeing that, you know, and, and then sort of like that, that last little bit sort of saying how the, the person that they're, that they're talking to has let them back in despite all of the sin, because really there's, you know, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of self-blame. There's a lot of all of this pain that we go through when we've had traumatic experiences in my, in our past, because we're trying to come to terms with it ourselves. And then on top of the shame of what actually happened, there's the shame of, there's the shame of like, like the actions that you now take. Like I, 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 I hate that I can be feeling completely normal. And then all of a sudden from a word or a smell or something so innocuous, I can be triggered and I can fall into this downward spiral and it can make me feel angry and I can lose days because of it. You know, that that's infuriating to me, to be honest. And it's, it's so shameful because when I, when I, when I come out of it, you know, I'm literally breaking down. I'm, I'm losing functionality. It's, it's embarrassing. There's, there's a lot of self-blame and then it sort of things re-trigger and it's just, it's this compounded sort of mess that, so my, my point for sharing this, this poem and this sort of line of reasoning is, is to sort of highlight the, the point or the impact of emotionality from, you know, everyone's perspective, from, from both sides, from all sides. If you're struggling and if you've had past trauma and all of that sort of stuff, it's important to realize that the people talking and acting in, around you most likely aren't meaning to trigger you. It's not, they're not doing anything on purpose, right? They're just doing what they do. And the second thing to realize is that it might seem obvious to you that you're struggling, but until you speak, until you show it, until you communicate, they may not realize it. You know, this happens with my partner and with my family and people close to me. All of a sudden, I'm, to them, I'm freaking out. But for me, there's been this buildup. And my goal is, is to be able to recognize that buildup because it's very hard to recognize it until it just explodes. And also to then communicate it, to be like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Like this is, you know, we need to stop this conversation. I need to leave. So something needs to happen because, you know, the thing that, you know, I'm being triggered, the thing that's happening is happening and I, I'm not able to cope with this. It's just, it's very hard in that moment. And on the other side of things, I want to highlight and try and sort of let people know that maybe our loved ones or families of people who have similar troubles to what I'm describing here is that the person isn't, it's not, it's not a choice to be triggered. It's not a choice to have that overwhelm of emotionality and they're not choosing to take it out on you because they dislike you. It's more necessarily like a safety thing in the sense that if you can ride that wave of emotionality and help them through, that's great because they feel safe enough to go through that ride with you. Now, I'm not saying that you should put yourself in physical or an emotional harm. If you can't handle it, step back. You know, don't, you know, that, that, can, that counts to me as like a toxic behavior. However, if you are capable, if you are in a situation to help that person, 
help them through that ride. Let them know you're there, that you care for them and be willing to talk about it. You might not be able to talk about it in the moment, but be like, hey, it's always worth bringing up. If you don't resolve it in the moment, if you don't resolve it, you know, during that event or after that event, for your own mental state and to sort of clarify it, be like, okay, well, let's let's just break down what happened. Do you know what triggered you? What What could I do better to help you during that trigger? How could I better help you to recognize that? No blame, none of that sort of stuff. Obviously, if the person said or done something to you that you need to rectify that they should apologize for or take ownership for, that needs to be brought up as well because, you know, there's this there's this risk of people taking out their mental pain on the people close to them and sort of, well, they go, oh, well, they've got a mental illness, we can't say anything. I don't quite buy that. You know, if I've, if I've said or done something to someone during a crisis, they should bring it back up with me. Why? Well, because they, you know, I've done something to upset them. You know, they're people too. And just because I might be suffering, they can suffer too. So it's all about active communication. It's all about sort of just making sure that we do get things across, for lack of a better expression. So with all that context, um, I've got the link down below to the poem, I Overthought It and Hurt My Own Feelings. I'm going to read it one more time and then we'll sign off. Just to sort of, now that you've got the context of what I'm trying to go for, we can get back into it again. I overthought it and hurt my own feelings. Ruminated and created some tearlings. Them's are tears that represent fears. Them's a shame and toxic self-blame. I internalized it and took it out on you, rebelling and yelling that something's a do. T'was an attack that needs an unpack. T'was an interrogation like presentation. I blocked off the world and hurt myself. Bashed and slashed at my body wealth. That's a knife leading to strife. That's a pile of pills causing ills. I broke down and lost it all. Cried and tried to take the last fall. Thy was insane and overflowing with pain. Thy was at rock bottom, feeling forgotten. I survived and came back to you wearily, apologising and explaining myself tearily. The same, the same story, just more gory. The trauma trick that I was trying, that I always stick. I recovered and t- returned to normal, flirting and fucking and acting all formal. Thou said it's okay, it was just a bad day. Thou let me in, despite all my sin. So like I said, that's the poem, I overthought it and hurt my own feelings. Um, if, if you're interested in learning about how I do poetry as a form of self-expression, there's a couple of resources that you could look to. The first one is my book, Words on a Page, Killing Me in a Demons Through Poetry. This is a, my first poetry collection, um, where I sort of just express, um, my, my mental state basically, and sort of get it out through poetry. And the second thing I would point you towards is a Skillshare course um, called Poetry for Self-Expression. And in that, I basically break down some of my poems that I've written, talk about how I write them, and talk about how you can use them as a form of writing therapy. So I'll chuck the links to um, the poem I just read to you, the words on a page, and the Skillshare course on writing writing poetry for self-expression, um, that link will give you two two months free access to Skillshare. So that's all my courses and the thousands of others. Um, and you can cancel any time, so there's no commitment there. So yeah, just like I said, get that communication happening. If you're on either side of this, have the open and honest communication. Don't don't put the blame on each other. Like still speak, speak true, but it's not, it's about sort of coming to the conclusion. It's not about you did this to me, you said that. None of that, it's just, 
let's talk about it so we can best help each other through this. We're assuming we want to keep the relationship together. So how can we best approach it? So anyway, um, if you like this podcast, rate and review it wherever you've seen it. Cheers.